think I'm mo- I ruined it. No, I'm good. Okay. All right. I can still hear. We're having a technical, technical difference. Wait, we're live? We're live right now. Oh, man. We're lit and we're live. Well, welcome back, everybody. Making the Cut with Corbin Trev, episode 26. What's happening? Just another, uh, another episode, man, in the beautiful year of 2022. The uh, year of the tiger, according it, to Chinese New Year. It is the year of the tiger. Or Chinese calendar? Chinese calendar. Yes. I know, something along those lines. Episode 26, Making the Cut with Corbin Trev, Fighters and Tigers and Rams. Oh, my. Oh, my. That's Wonderful the, name. Uh, name of this episode. What's new, man? Uh, Since I last talked to you, this has actually probably been the shortest period of time in between episodes in like the last year. We're making a statement. We're making a statement. We're yeah. ma- don't call it a comeback. <laughs> ah, hey. reference the old episode from when we just started here in 2022. Damn. Damn. Speaking in, of twenty, in cor- circling back, yeah, circling <laughs> back. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have, we're gonna have, we're gonna have some freaking some segments at the end of this for sure. But what's what's happening is, um, we've been skiing, 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 man, and it's fantastic. Uh, I used to snowboard as a kid, loved it, yeah, and um, learning to ski because it's a new challenge and a new thing to do with my wife, and she's kicking ass and her second time up. Yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's been nice to get outside and to get up there. And yeah. I mean, you know, it. good, you, good you year to, good year to enjoy the mountains. They got a ton of snow. Yeah. Uh, which oh, it's is been gorgeous awesome. to the weather. I'll show you some pictures later, but I mean, yeah, you just you couldn't ask for more sun, yeah. you know, bluebird day. Oh gosh. Yeah, nice. exactly. Nice. Yeah. And, um, the kids and I are starting to learn sign language. Well, Hayden's the only one who really cares about it, but we're trying, <laughs> we're trying to start that, and she's she's picking it up pretty fast, so that's okay. fun. Yeah. Uh, just for the heck of it, or is there something? Yeah, like- just to to it. You know, technically, it might qualify as a second language. You know, if she like gets really good at it, oh, it'd be okay. cool for her to have it in her back pocket for some sort of like, I don't know. You know, she wanted to go do that per, for a career or something yeah. like that. Yeah, some that's a great of, idea. And and I don't know what that career looks like or anything, but she's she enjoys helping people and in helping animals. So it's going to be some sort of helping thing. Some, yeah, some sort of healthcare sort of industry, I I imagine. Yeah. But, um, but on the flip side, uh, that it's just fun. It's just yeah. like it's you know, and you think imagine like scenarios you don't you can't hear each other, but you can see each other or things like that and stuff. It's it's just another way to communicate and. Sign language has been around for forever. Right? Centuries, right? Yeah. Just well, I don't know about centuries, but I guess I just threw that out there. Not <laughs> but since man has existed, yeah, you could say. Well, I mean, think about when language wasn't even around. Right. right? Like when the Neanderthals were just pointing, yeah, and pointing, gr- and pointing and grunting and yeah. probably like, you know, that's probably how sign language sort of came to be and then it evolved and... And every culture has their own their own version, their own symbols, their yeah. own or signals. Um, but it's been interesting to learn about it. it uh, and and I'm just surprised at how fast Hayden's taken it. So. That's crazy. That's yeah, awesome. Man. I've thought about. I, I keep going back and forth about like just learning a language that maybe isn't um, too close to home, right? Or like right. something that's like uber popular. You know, like something that's maybe a little different. And then 
learning that language and then eventually maybe going and visiting that country. Um, so something, you know, like in schools, it's, it's very clear cut. Like, like when I went to high school, you had the choice of taking Spanish, French, or German right? as your exactly. second, second language, which to me was like, okay, well, I'll just do Spanish because that's, you know, the most. That's what I did. It's exactly the same thing. You know, probably, obviously, the, the most common language spoke in America outside of English, right? Right, correct. Um, so now I'm kind of like, man, if I was going to, you know, download Rosetta Stone, I'd probably do something, like, different, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, we like, tried to do... Like, maybe Japanese. Exactly. Um, I was literally going to say that. See, that's why we do a freaking podcast together, <laughs> but... Or, or, or something like, a, you know, another dialect of, like, from Europe, um, or... Or even if you were back in high school, like, Slavic, you might go, maybe, go you know, for like, German yeah. now. You might go for, for French, you yeah. know, speaking, you know. Um, watching Vikings and stuff back last year or the year before i can't remember when we finished it i think it was earlier 2021 20, mm-hmm. but they you know they would talk in their or um whatever you want to call it like early germanic like um dialects and it's just it's just really cool it's just yeah. really cool to see the development of language and the development of of cultures but but they're all kind of spawning from the same geolog or geographical era era yeah so um Nice. Yeah, man. What about you? What do you got going on? Uh, you know, just well, you walked in, you saw the full like, you know, houses in shambles due to a remodel. Yeah. Um so that's uh in full effect. It's coming along. Um it's going to be good. it's uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. Uh, it's going to look awesome when it's all done. Um crossing our fingers that it is completed by the time the the babies here or the majority of it's completed so we don't have to you know really be working with like half work, a, workers half a workers showing up while my 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 kid is you know breastfeeding off the tit so yeah. <laughs> um yeah ideally that, not that's 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 ideally we'd like to get most of it done before then and so far our general contractor thinks that that's that's very happen. very doable so yeah, that's uh that's enough. exciting you guys only got a couple of months here soon yeah man i mean on the 20th it'll literally be like two months it's crazy that's um, crazy man happened so, so fast. yeah just kind of staying busy with work um had to do the whole like you know application for paternity leave um so that's uh, uh that's uh process is in is in uh, motion now, um, which is cool. Um, we'll definitely offer offer the opportunity for me to, you know, bond with my son. Yes, right off the bat, and also assist with like just the parenting process while my wife kind of. Yep, just to be goes there. The motion of that as well. So, yeah, just to be there. Assist. Yeah. I mean, you'll be busy too, man. You'll yeah, be, yeah. You'll be so, supporting. Uh, that's uh, exciting stuff. Um. What else, man? Still throwing bags, probably twice a week. Actually. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I went, that's consistent. Uh, uh, yeah, I went last night just to play for like a few hours and um, played with some. Uh, I played like, well, I mostly just practice, but I played one game with. Um, I would say most of those players, actually, all three of those players, play at the advanced level, and I was able to hang. Dang! I, so you're getting my, up me there and me yours. and my partner didn't win. But um, but you made due, it competitive due, due to me. But like I was at least you know 
happy to see that I could hang with some more advanced players. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, gonna just kind of continue to work on that while I can't where I can, and hopefully not see it completely drop off the face of the earth once the baby's here. But um, well, shit, man, you could you can play bags inside your house, you know. <laughs> well, while it naps. as 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 <laughs> well, everybody it, sleeps. It, while I could, it wouldn't be probably regulation length. Um, <laughs> so you know, there's that, but. It is one of those things where I could be, could be at home in the backyard and do it while, like, you know. Right. I'm sitting there watching him take a nap. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like check every time you throw. Um, so, so, yeah, that's uh, staying pretty busy with that. I'm heading uh, to Seattle tomorrow for okay. a business trip. I'm going to actually end up uh, seeing my good buddy Jeff while I'm over there, and I believe his fiance. Kaylee is going to join us, I think, for at least one of the evenings. Oh, cool. So Good. that'll be cool um, to see them. Uh, I know that they're, they've got quite the busy schedule themselves with a new house that they're moving into, and they're heading to Florida for like a marathon. Okay. Um, I think on Disney's property, like they like shut down the park completely. And <laughs> if, if you're not completed with the marathon by like a specific time when they open the park, like you're just shit out of luck <laughs> so really? it's yeah it's that sounds pretty crazy but yeah so heading over to seattle business trip we'll get to see him while i'm over there which is exciting and then um yeah just hanging man i uh wish i could say that i've caught up on well i'm kind of caught up on the book of boba fett okay um been watching okay. been watching that but i not all the way caught up and I haven't even it's sad to say this even though it started a couple weeks ago but I haven't even started Ozark yet which man shame on me yeah yeah Kendra's been watching that for sure it's um she's been enjoying it and I me and the kids just finished up we just got caught up on Boba Fett last night so we're nice we're current I thought we were farther behind than we were but apparently we were we were good I've enjoyed it so far yeah, it's uh, especially just for like low energy like entertainment, you yeah. know. I don't know that I would say so far that I think it's better than Mandalorian. Right, for sure. But I think that it may end up being close to it. Yeah, um, agreed. They've definitely made it entertaining. You see a lot more um I would say in this you see more characters that you're familiar with from the original like Star Wars and I think that's because of how it's based in lot of tattooing and yep. so you see like objects that are related to job of the hut um yep yep uh you know greedo uh just some of those original characters from the very first star wars like a new hope yep you know yeah you got you know um, there's, some a, there's, of the a, there's a there's a, a wookie appearance yeah spoiler alert um so yeah yeah it's been it's been entertaining there's even a, a throwback I saw on Twitter because he gets that, you know, he's got the pit, right? Yeah. You know, and Luke fought the Rancor in the Rancor pit in the old mm-hmm. trilogy, right? Well, um, you know, and he yells at the dude who brings the Rancor to him. This full spoilers, too late, you know, yeah. whatever. But he says, I've ridden Beast 10 times this size. And it's <laughs> throwback to like some 70s or 80s cartoon with Boba Fett yeah. back in the day. And it's just, it's just goofy stuff. Like it's it's full of fanfare, is what you can say about these shows. Is that they're 
they're kind of what you wanted the movies to be like. Yeah. But they're just, oh man, some, I feel like my mic, some, it's running a little cold or something because I feel like, I feel it sounds like robotic and then it, then I get closer and it sounds better. Like that uh, sounds better. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah, I mean, you sound clear. Okay. Yeah. All right. My bad. Mike's before running, I forget, Mike's running not, cold today. Not, <laughs> before I forget, not to change subjects of Book of Boba Fett, but yeah, didn't you just get a tattoo? Oh yeah, man, for sure. I got a I got a giant one on my leg right here. Okay, hurt like son of a bitch, yeah. and I think I'm done tattooing my leg, my thighs because it, <laughs> it's just I can't do it anymore. Like your hips, like it's almost a reflex. It, yeah. It's not like because you can hold still, but like there's certain things that you're just like. It's yeah. almost, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Is it like a mural of Gandalf fighting the Balrog? Or <laughs> what, what, what do we have? No, but that's actually here? a fantastic idea for my back. <laughs> so That's, that's going to take up your entire back. So I hope you're ready for the pain, all of the ink, and never looking the same again. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, it looks good for the first three years, and then it yeah. changes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I got to... I got um this orca on my leg, but it's in it's in um uh Native American art style, so it's, Sweet. it's kind of like it, it's a Pacific Northwest tribe that they they're from Alaska down mm-hmm. and um but it's also throw uh, or in like uh, uh this symbolizes my dad's side as well. My mom's Native American, but my my um dad's side they were all fishermen and sailors too yeah in, in yeah. alaska or yeah in the navy um and Sweet. uh yeah it's it, cool yeah i'm really excited it, it's a color tattoo so i finally got one of those so right on just been thinking about it for a while and i waited a long time to get tattoos and now it's like i'm just gonna get a bunch where do you go uh I, this one was at tiger tattoo actually okay. we're okay. still talking tigers nah so, dude i know You're, dude um yeah we didn't even plan that no we did not and somehow like tigers are popping up dude i don't know if that's symbolic about what we'll talk about later in this episode but that's called synchronization um it uh should be interesting to say yeah. the least but yeah that's a definite current event man for sure and I'm, I'm i'm really happy with them i got i got the kids birthdays on me as well so that's that's always fun sweet yeah right on man Shoot, shoot, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's kick it off. Obviously, we uh, typically start with our MMA portion of the episode, so we'll dig into that here in a in a couple moments. But uh, just to kind of outline the episode, we'll we'll kick it off with MMA, transition into the big game segment. So talking about Super Bowl Fifty Six, uh, all of our thoughts related to that. A quick portion on the NBA before we get to our trust or bust segment. We'll circle back trust on our, or bust. our trust or bust. We'll circle back on our past picks so we can see who is right and wrong. And then uh, make some future trust or bust picks uh, with some questions we have before we uh, round out the episode with our walk-off segment. So yeah, just to kind of give you a breakdown of what we'll talk about today. Yeah, man. Big UFC night last night for uh, Sean Strickland. Yeah, I think it was a really anticipated fight night, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I didn't get the chance to watch it, unfortunately. I saw a lot of the highlights. I did listen to Sean's post-fight uh, uh, shenanigans. Yeah, his, his presser, uh, which was interesting to say the least. Um, but yeah, man, what do you? Uh, I know, I know, you spent a little more time watching a lot of the car. What do you think? And what were your takeaways from that Hermanson Strickland fight? It was, and I think you've, if you looked at comments and stuff, 
it wasn't super entertaining. Like it, it really didn't keep our attention, honestly. Yeah. Like we, we, I was socializing a little bit while I was watching yeah. it, so I was obviously distracted. But there was nothing in the fight that was, like, you kind of saw Jack getting like a battle of attrition. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he was getting beat up, um, pretty good. Excuse me. Hats off to Strickland too for stuffing eight takedown attempts. That's what was. That's what was tough is like you see Hermanson shoot and it's like ah you know Chris got calling it out like ah he's not getting that or it's a bad takedown and yeah and so did it feel like desperation at some at some points not yeah maybe towards the end of the fight but I also felt like he had he was threatening it regardless and so that was part of his game plan and, and yeah. he stuck to it throughout the entire fight and Hermanson you know he start he he caught him a little bit um there was some shots it looked like he beat up uh, Sean's like legs and he, like and, uh, yeah. midsection. That was all fight. With the leg kicks. Yeah, you saw him freaking tagging him, especially if Sean got off a combo or whatever, or you know, Sean was just staying behind his jab. A, back him off with a kick. Yeah, or he'd yeah. answer right away with like, ah, f you, you know? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but, um, you know, Sean, did, I didn't see this, but at the end of the fight, he was. He wanted to do the whole stand and bang for the last ten seconds, but then he kept like backing up. Yeah, I was hearing he was like yelling at him or something. Yeah, and he was calling him a bitch and a bitch and all that stuff. And it's just like, yeah, the guy just went twenty five rounds with you, which you didn't put him away. Minutes, yeah, or twenty five minutes. Yes. Yeah. Um. So at, at, he's still so unlikable. He's just still so unlikable. Yeah, it's he's the and like I said when I watched the post fight press conference, I got this. After about 10 minutes of watching that, I got this sort of feeling that Sean Strickland is, doesn't view himself as a fighter. He, he's paid to fight, and that's what he does. But he, I think, views himself as an entertainer. I think he really wants to be a stand-up comedian, um, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Just because you know, he'll clown on people with that, you know, like any of the journalists that are out there. He'll clown on his opponent. Um, He'll clown on his people that he calls friends within, you know, the USC. But it's just like everything's a joke. Everything's a joke. Everything's a joke. Um, motherfuck this, motherfuck that. And it's fine, dude. I get that you have like a different background, but I you kind of strike me as someone who thinks that they're gonna get away with maybe this whole I'm an entertainer, you know, I'm not a fighter. And eventually I think that's gonna get in the way. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, that's that. It that was just my observation. I could be completely wrong. Someone might say, "No, you're wrong," and here's why. You know, I I think the guy is a talented fighter, but he even said in that post fight press conference, "Hey, look, I, I, you know, when someone asked him like, what's your path, you know, to a championship fight? Well, obviously, Cannoneer and Brunson are fighting on this next card." for the right to probably fight either Robert Whitaker or Israel Adesanya, whoever wins that, you know, yep. war. Um, he straight up said he won't fight Marvin Vittori because they're buddies, which is like, okay, well, you're already in the way there. And you're sitting at six. So like, how many fights are you really away from a title fight? Because all these other guys want that shot. Yeah. So do you really want a shot? Or are you, are you just like, is your idea, well, I'm going to be the entertainer, the U- he thinks he quote unquote said he's paid well. I'm paid well. I'm paid well. Okay, well, and we'll talk about this later on in the MMA segment about fighter pay because that's come up a lot just in the last few yes. weeks since the Francis and Ganu fight. Yep. Uh, but 
I mean, are you paid like paid well? What does that mean, man? Like compared to what you used to do, right? right. And I I get it. Different background, you know. It's come a long way. Uh, I just there's a lot of question marks about the whole. Where are you going to be in two years? Yeah, exactly. With with this current personality and the and, the, and the, just the division in general. Yes, you know what I mean. It's not super deep yet. It's you know? n- it's not, but there's these guys that are waiting in the wings, right? Like, isn't Brendan Allen a middleweight? Yeah, yeah. Naturally, he he took that late notice on this card for Sam Alvey's uh, opponent to was replace he, his was opponent. Was he? Does he typically fight at welter? Um, no, he fought Sam Alvey at light heavy in this card. Oh, okay. But, but you're he's, right. He's, he's a he's a middleweight. Yeah, guy to watch out for, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, he just choked Sam Alvey out on this card. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, late and he fight. And, and he's. He can. He's gotten in some scraps where, like, I think he's learned his lesson. I mean, at yeah. seventeen and five, I think the guy is only going to get better. Yes. Um, but there's guys that are like just kind of waiting, and you know, I think that there's there's some. Look, Sean can't fight like that. He can't fight like that against your 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 um anybody in the way of the title. Well, I just think that he doesn't. I mean, granted, he stuffed eight takedowns, but is he capable of? I mean, I, I know he's been submitted before. Um, shoot, who was it that submitted him? It was a few years ago. But I know, I just don't think that he is going to be able to hang with the likes of the ground games of some of those guys, you know, higher, higher ranked higher in the division or, or maybe like more submission slash wrestling style, you know, fighters that are deeper in the division. So... You know, it's going to be volume, 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 and hope that he doesn't get clipped. Because he, he, I think he's been knocked out himself too. He's he doesn't have necessarily like an yep. iron chin, so to speak. Yep. Eli Elizu Zaliski dos Santos. Yeah, wasn't that guy? Wasn't that like a spinning heel kick or something like that? Uh, yeah, I don't know, but it. Twenty eighteen. And. Out of his last, since then, he, he came back with a knockout. Then he won a decision over Jack Marshman. So he's lost, oh yeah, he lost two lost decisions. to Brendan Allen. Never mind, I thought he, he got submitted. I thought he got submitted by somebody. Then he's had three uh, three decisions since then, so I mean. Yeah, so he, t- he, he knocked out Brendan Allen, but like, okay, run that back, see what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get yeah, I, I know. I know he wouldn't want to get on the ground with Brendan Allen. I can tell you that. Yeah, he. I mean, his takedown defense showing was showing he doesn't want to get on the ground with anybody. Yeah, and um, he's tall, so he does have that going for him. Like it mm-hmm. might be tough to get Sean Strickland yep. on the ground. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Um, what do you think? Like is next for Hermanson? I mean, Dude. obviously after a a loss like that, it's probably tough to say. He's does that drop him out of the top ten? Do you think? Yeah. I would say, I mean, he's looks like every time he puts together a streak, he gets knocked out or loses a decision. I mean, Marvin Vittori got a decision on him. He subbed Kel- Kelvin Gastelum in twenty twenty. That was, I mean, that was probably where it, what got the really got the uh, unanimous decision over Shabazian. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's tough. Before that, you know, his wins were impressive. Souza, Branch, Mershart. 
Hey, he lose gets knocked out by Tiago Santos. Yeah, That's no, just, su- no surprise there. <laughs> I don't know. Because your middleweight is still like it's not super deep, you know. You still mm-hmm. kind of need some some interesting matchups. So yeah, when they get that big, it's just that's like the gateway to like the big hitters, you know. Right. Welterweight, obviously, Kamaru Usman is gonna knock your ass out. Right. Welterweight, they can they can knock you out, but middleweight is just a it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. Well, and think about it, like Cannonier just a couple years ago was fighting at light heavy, right. Right. You know, he so fought, you got a lot of people bouncing up and down from that era or from those spots. Right. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, after this fight with Brunson, depending on what happens, I wouldn't surprise if Cannon decided to go back up to light heavy. Mm-hmm. Might not be a bad time to do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's a little weird right now in that division. I don't. I don't see John coming back to nope. mix it up there. He's probably going to like heavyweight if he's going to do it. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, it might, and sometimes you just have to kind of weigh those options and think like, what's what's the best? Like, good example, Dan Hooker dropping back down to forty five. Yes. Couldn't believe that, but yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we are, and everybody's everybody's all in to see like, is this is this the route? Is yeah. this what's going to be? Yeah, the correct adjustment to just unlock yeah. this champion. Yeah, um, and it's exciting to hope. You know, you want to hope for it to happen. Yeah, you want to see it happen. Mm-hmm. guys making decisions like that i mean going down in weight's always you know more of an ask yeah obviously but it's just whatever's whatever's more natural like right. that's that's the way you got to move and, and you just hope they start doing that you, you know the ufc isn't going to help out because they thinking about this last night this is a little off the subject but there's no freaking there's no more chatter about expanding weight classes anymore you notice that like it's yeah. literally all that buzz is gone yeah it's crazy yeah, it's uh, it's it's frustrating, kind of, because for a lo- as long as we've had this podcast, I've always said that there needs to be like a ten pound system in place, just right. like there is kind of like in boxing. Certain states, I think, have actually, I think, I believe California has gone to a ten, like just their local like commissions. Okay. Um, the amateur levels yeah, yeah, or whatever. The, yeah, I've gone to like yeah, ten ten pound um divisions, which I I just think that it should be that way throughout all of mm and it would make it more fun right like for the fans like okay well now we have what three more champions yes you know yeah and more, but more there options. and there's are arguably guys that deserve that opportunity they just won't ever because they you know they're struggling to, or, to or the, stay the, the, the yeah the, i mean at. the top the, the top six or seven guys in like what the lightweight or welterweight division would arguably be champs probably over in bellator yeah exactly you know what i mean exactly in different not to take anything away from fighters in bellator there's no but there's a lot of guys that probably could come over from bellator aj mckee right off the bat strikes me as a guy who could come over to ufc and compete right away for a championship right um but you know there's just some divisions where it's like that guy's not really gonna ever get his opportunity unless like the ufc you know, expands with division, did divisional weight. Yeah, does something different, and and then you know all this double champ stuff. It you could it could happen way more often. Right. Way yeah. more often. You could have a triple champ. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it'd be it'd be cool. Speaking of that, you see Cejudo's entering back in for testing. Yeah, Sada. Yeah, for forty five. Yeah. Yeah. Here he comes. Yeah. The yeah. most obnoxious mother. 
motherfucker in the yeah. game. Well, you know, can't count him out. Can you, you? you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let him mix it up. I guess. I mean, it makes it makes this whole thing, I guess, more interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, shoot. Well, UFC 271 is coming up this next weekend. Super weekend. Super Bowl Sunday. Super. The fight Sunday. is on Saturday evening. Um. Pretty awesome card. Obviously, we've got uh, Israel Adesanya defending his uh, middleweight championship against Robert Whitaker for a second time. Yeah, Bobby's Bobby's got a he's got a freaking agenda this time. I mean, he's he wants revenge. You've been watching the Embedded's, dude. I haven't yet. Okay. I haven't yet. Have they have they started already? I, I don't I don't know, but I <laughs> I just assumed by what you said right there, like you feel like this one's gonna be a little different. I, I kinda yeah. I'm kinda with you. Like I wouldn't be surprised if if uh if Whitaker comes out and finds a way. He, because you know, he fought really admittedly fought emotional and so Mm-hmm. I think it's you don't want to do that against somebody like Adesanya. I mean, how many times have we seen people slip up against Adesanya? Mm-hmm. I mean, Costa for whatever reason wasn't mentally disciplined enough. Yeah, look what happened. Yep, Vittori, you know, wouldn't fight a game that his coaches were begging him to fight. You know, right. something about Adesanya makes everybody. I don't know what the feeling, what you want to call it, but it makes them abandoned their game plan or their their intentions and so i'm gonna say that he gets in people's heads yeah (laughs) like genuinely and inarguably no matter how much you dislike the guy he 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 causes people to stumble on the mental side yeah yeah no he's uh he's very good at uh both the mental and physical aspect of uh championship fighting um do you see the like it just being similar to the last fight where primarily just a striker's battle, or do you think that this one gets on the ground at all? I, I think if Bobby is not fighting emotional like he did last time, like Joseph kept saying he was just trying to like take his head off with every shot. Like, yeah. He hopefully does that in challenges Israel's takedown defense, um, which we all know he can be taken down if you, if you, yeah, rough him up enough. You can get him to the ground. He's tough. He's slippery. He's a he's an athletic, slippery yeah. dude. He's probably been working real hard on his ground game and his grappling and jujitsu. Yeah. If I was him, I mean, he's got so much striking experience. Like, you would want to round that out at this point because yeah. you know people watched that Jan fight and watched him ragdoll Izzy for however long is it five rounds? It was a decision, right? Yeah, yeah. It, so there's there it is. So. Yeah. If Bobby's not going to be emotional, he's going to be mentally disciplined. That's exactly what he does. He goes in and shoots takedown after takedown until he can control him on the ground. I don't, I don't know. I just is these kicks. I just they're so terrifying. Mm-hmm. You just want to stay the hell inside mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. because he needs space and movement. So yeah, <clears throat> you cut that off, and I hope that's what he does to do it. He could. He might not. He might freak out inside there and start trying to ta- strike with him again. I don't know. Yeah. But I think he doesn't. Yeah. I would say he doesn't. Yeah. I. I think that it's. If I mean, I'm right there with you. If if Robert wants a true shot at winning this fight, I think he's got to do something very, very different. Um, and I think he's got to go the ground and pound route. 
There you um, go. And potentially, you know, like maybe it ends in a submission somehow. Um, Izzy, you know, as we know, is not super gifted from a jiu-jitsu standpoint. I'm sure that's probably gotten a lot better, especially after what that last fight when Costa handed him like a white belt during that. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. <laughs> that was d- d- during that, like the, uh, the stare down or whatever, a couple days before he like brought him a white belt. To, like, cause that, cause Andre Govalo gave him his purple. Was that because of that? So, yeah. Or something. I mean, he was, I think people were upset about that, that Izzy got, was just gifted his purple. Be, yeah. Which, what well, if a coach, like if a black belt in jujitsu gives you a belt, what do you, you have to take that for what that is. Like yeah. they, I don't know. You can't start questioning that. Yeah. Because then where do you go from there? Right. For sure. It, and that's me just interpreting that situation. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I think that Whitaker would have to, uh, would have to take this to the ground to, to kind of mix things up and have a tr- Especially if it goes to a decision, right? Like if he can get two full rounds of like ground control, that's going to be tough. And maybe it'll take more than that, but it'll be tough unless Izzy does something spectacular while they're all on your feet, you know? Yeah, if he drops him early a mm-hmm. couple times or something, it's going to be a long night. And and for Izzy to to win this fight, he's just got to keep it in a strike as a striker's battle. Yeah, right? like he's got to move, move, you know, make it extremely difficult for. Bobby to get to him and take him down. Yeah. So there's um it's another fun fight on this card yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. There's a couple. Well, so Cannoneer, before we get to Lewis and, and Ty, okay. I want to talk Cannoneer and Brunson. Does the winner of the the Jerry Cannoneer and Derek Brunson fight fight the winner of Israel Adesanya and Robert I think, right away? I think you go with Derek Brunson they, right they, away. They skip Vittori. They say yeah. Vittori, hey, you've had your shot. He's had his moment to be the 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 new horse mm-hmm. to yeah. trot out. Like, I, I think I think he's gonna have to fight somebody else, maybe like yes. a Robert Whitaker. I don't know, dude, or Brandon Allen, or or make him fight Sean Strickland. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, before, yeah, I mean, maybe the UFC will just say you guys are fighting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I agree with you. I think that it whether it's Cannonier or Brunson, whoever wins that fight is getting is getting the champ. Yeah. Next. Probably before end of year, I would think. Yeah, I would. You know, depending on, let's say they don't go to like a five round war and they're not yeah. beat to a pulp. Somebody gets submitted, or yeah. or Izzy drops Rob quick or something. Yeah, yeah, run back, run it back in twenty two. You got a you got a pick for that fight? <sighs> it's a tough one, man. What are the odds, real quick? Do we know? Does it tell you right here? Oh, okay. Negative, almost negative three hundred for Izzy. Oh no, I'm I'm talking about the Cannoneer Brunson fight. Oh my bad, my bad. Plus one fifty oh, for em. Brunson. I'm going Brunson for sure. I take the odds on that. Yeah, I mean I like the odds on that. Um, I just Cannoneer. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't he fight Till or or um Whitaker recently? Yeah, and yeah, Bobby Bobby beat him. Bobby beat him. Bobby had him pretty much taken care of. So I don't know. I don't think I think Cannoneer's a tough dude, but something happened in that fight where Brunson's just, on a streak too, isn't he? Yeah, and he just put down um, Till, right? Or yeah, yeah, it was. Was it Till? Let's get here. Yeah, you're right. He subbed him. 
Subbed him. And he was beating the hell out of him, too. Yeah. And he had a UD over Kevin Holland. That was a good fight. Um, Kevin Holland just taking every fight that he could. I know, dude. That guy. <laughs> that guy, dude. But he's got good ones. Ian Heinish, Shabizen, Elias Thordu, which he got the UD over that guy. Hopefully that was Elias' last fight in the UFC. <laughs> and then before that, he lost to Israel. But again, he got the Israel freaking... Um, got in his head, dude. Yeah. Which and it was know, damn near three years ago when exactly. he lost to Jacare. So and and he's just Israel since he got in the UFC. He's done a good job. I mean, I remember watching the Brad Tavares fight right before the Derek Brunson fight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's that Kelvin Gaslam fight was one of the greatest fights of all time. Yeah. He's 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 tough. He's he's a scary dude. That kickboxing history is just serving him so well. Yeah. Um. But you got to get him down. You got to control him. That gym is just blowing up, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. Kaikar France is the real deal. I think. Yep. Like. Yep. People yeah, need to be. Think he's definitely got his work cut out for him. That, that way, class is on notice. Yeah. If if I do say so myself, but. Yeah. Yeah, I I I think Brunson's a safe pick, man. Even at, at, as an underdog, mm-hmm. um, but it should be a good war. Uh, Ty Tuivasa versus Derek Lewis. What a heavyweight banger we have in store for us to go along with those other two fights we've already talked about. Yeah, that's that's a that's like Dana and the matchmakers saying we loved you to the fans, you know? Yeah. Like here's your two favorite characters. Yeah. Merry Christmas early or maybe like super late. Yeah. Super Um, late Christmas. We didn't have that end of the year card. Here you go. Yeah. Is, um, what, what are you, what are the chances you think this makes it to a decision? I, I don't know. Um, pretty low, pretty low. You think that, or do you think that this is going to be one of those like, they both go into this thinking, man, this we're arguably from a power standpoint outside of Nganu, we're the the most dangerous guys in this division. And and, and they respect each other so much that they kind of just like feel each other out for two rounds, maybe let them fly in the third, but like Maybe it doesn't no one catches and there's too much yeah. Too much hesitation, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's happened for, before. Because for Derek, for Derek, it's a dangerous, dangerous fight, right? Yeah. He loses his fight somehow and you know, it's probably it's gonna be tough for him to get back in like the title contention, you know. Yeah, who does who does he fight next? Who does he fight next to, in order to potentially fight like a Francis or whatever happens you know, down the road with the heavyweight division, it's which him and Francis probably need to run that back. You know, they had that yeah. lame decision. Yeah. So yeah. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, I see this being kind of a dangerous fight for Derek, maybe respecting the power a little. Um, and then Ty also kind of being like, man, you know, I mean, it, it, Derek's finally hit somebody who's, you know, basically the exact same size, the same. He's got a little bit longer reach, but yeah, you know, Ty's not much shorter than him, and um, they they probably have the same set in their hips where they can push around the same amount of weight. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is uh, I think I think it's gonna be a fun one to watch. And then 
We got it, Kyler Phillips and Mark. Is it Marcus Rojo? Who we got here? Marcelo Rojo. Nice little featherweight. Yeah, a little. I'm not too familiar with either of those guys, honestly. Nazrat Hakprapast. And then, yeah, Bobby, you Green. Say that? Bobby Green. Yeah. That's a good one to start the card off. I like that a lot. Yeah. Oh, the I like the Schnell and Alex Perez matchup okay. in the prelims. That okay. should be a fun one. Yeah. Schnell's a, Schnell's a tough cookie, man. I feel like this might be one of those. What's, what are the odds showing on that? Plus 290? Ooh, folks. You might be getting in on if, some action. If, if, you, if you're trying to throw down five bucks on match now, you might get some nice returns on that. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got an all right. He's got some names. Jordan Subs, Jordan Espinoza, Luis Smolka. Lost to Rob Font. You know. That fight with Tyson Nam too is like a solid. That was a solid battle. Yeah, and I'm pretty like sure Tyson Nam went into that fight like maybe undefeated or. Anyways, UFC 271 should be a banger. Yeah, um, it's a good one. It's a good one for the month. Guys, tune in this upcoming Saturday, night before the Super Bowl. Um. Last thing before we transition into fighter pay, would you say that this is Whitaker's last chance at gold? No, because I think that he has fought back like incredibly well since Izzy knocked him out, you know? And if something happens, like let's say Izzy beats him and then loses the belt right away and somehow never makes it back to form, like, Rob, I could see Rob putting together another freaking run, another run. And he's I how old he's, is he now? He's younger than Izzy, actually. He's oh, in really? his early thirties. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's the confusing part is Izzy's actually o- older than Rob. Yeah, but Rob seems like the more mature, you know, personality. Yeah. Would you say that if he came up short and said, "You know what," I mean, would it? Would it make sense for him to move to 205? That's a that's a freaking crazy question because Rob's like, you think like he could he could do without a weight cut? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he seems like a big dude. Yeah, he's a big dude. I mean, and I think he's the not way- worrying about that. Like, dang, that's that's kind of an interesting. I mean, like, especially drop. as hard as he fights and as many injuries as he's had. Yeah, you drop, remove that. Dro- dropping the weight makes that so much more difficult, and you become, I would think, more f- fragile. Yes, right? yeah, more susceptible to injury. Re- injury again, right? So, like, to me, I'm sort of like, well, if Rob said, screw it, I'm done with middleweight, I'm going to 205, I'd say, can power to you, dude. Like, yeah. maybe that is your shot at winning gold. That'd be, I mean, because... I think he has a shot at either way, even if he did lose this fight to Izzy, but I'm curious if, you know... That 205 division, while it's some of it's strong, like it's not super deep. It's, it's not like he could he could go stir the waters up there for yeah, sure. Just like Kenner, like I said, Kenner yes. could go back up if he wanted to, and yeah, you know, that's a really interesting point. I like that. I like that because you're right. He's already had some health issues. I don't. I can't remember if it was digestive stuff or what, but like he was sick, sick. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So whatever makes it easier on his body. Yeah. 
That'd be crazy. That'd be a scary Rob, dude. No <laughs> cut, no cut Rob, dude. The Reaper with putting no, weight on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twenty pound heavier Reaper, dude. Yeah. Or is yeah. it ten? One ninety to one two hundred five. Is that yeah. what it is? Fifteen well, pound. Yeah, one eighty five to two hundred five. Oh yeah, one eighty five. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty solid pounds, dude. Yeah. So we talked, mentioned it a couple of times with fighter pay. Okay. All right, here we go. Give me, give me your overall thoughts on this fighter pay situation. A lot of, it sounds like, you know, since Nganu's title defense, um, sounds like there's been quite a bit. About, I should pull up what what they made if I can find that real I quick. I think he made what do you say, like five hundred or six hundred thousand or something like that. Um, do you think that this is one of those situations where we're like inching closer to fighters finally figuring out how to unionize? I think so, man. I think in five years, that conversation, either UFC is going to do something Mm -hmm. to where they're going to make it so they'll never want to, Mm -hmm. which means opening up the pocketbook, obviously, is like the only way that you could scare that off is to pay people more. Right. Um, otherwise it's got to, because I mean, all sports, like we're the reason sports will never go away is because the population's always getting bigger and you're filtering the best of the best of the best more efficiently through Mm -hmm. a bigger pool of, of applicants, let's say, or whatever, or available bodies. And so, um, it's just going to get. Therefore, the game's going to get better. The games are going to get better. The people are going to get. Teams are going to be more rounded. There's going to be more options, and so sports are just going to have to have to develop with that and make sure that it's um it's worth it. And so maybe the UFC doesn't feel like they have a deep enough roster to actually look at it as an investment like that. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they don't feel like they're farming players or fighters the way that you have um you know lower division leagues for every pro team things like that yeah so that's the way i kind of look at it but let's say they don't they aren't working on like their lfa promotions which i think they are i Mm -hmm. think everything they're doing a lot they're really kind of diversifying what they offer on like fight pass and those those things so the lfa for me is just another form of the ultimate fighter for them to where they can just really get people filtering through and who's mm-hmm. the best of the best are going to rise up. Like, it's just no way. And they own PFL too, correct? I think so. Or like it's some sort of affiliation. Yeah. I, I think it's all and it. You can see the branding and everything. It all yeah. is very similar. So um, if not, mm-hmm. if they don't build out a bunch of, of infrastructure to filter up, then yeah, you got to have, then everybody's got to, do that they've got to somehow unify they've all mm-hmm. got to get on the same page somehow yeah. yeah and you're you know it's an international sport right so you know that <laughs> like you try to get enough people to agree on one thing in your own country like yeah. imagine it's tough and so i don't know but let me let me pull up the pay for for no win bonus for Francis Ngannou, which is in, which is weird for a champion defending his belt to not be offered some sort of win bonus. Yeah, um, six hundred k. Yeah, which it, to put that in perspective, Mark Hunt made more than Ngannou did six years ago, and that wasn't even for the belt. I think he fought. Uh, what was it, Justin Willis or something like that? I don't remember, but 
he, I mean, he's fought some big names, you know. But he wasn't even fighting for the belt, and he made 900K. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And Ngannou's the man. Yeah. And, and he's the, the man, dude in the, the baddest man on the planet. Yeah. I mean, arguably. They're already talking about, like, Fury, Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou shit. Yeah. And I don't, know if, I don't know if that has anything to do with, like, Jake Paul's involvement with buying part of, like, the... Um, company that owns and operates the ufc mm-hmm. what is it endeavor 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 yeah like that has a little bit of but yeah it's it's eye eye-opening right you and granted these last few years with COVID 19 have created a lot of um waters that have had to be navigated and in a way that Maybe the UFC has taken a hit financially in some areas. But if I had to, to, out of all of the major sports organizations or promotions, during these last two and a half years, I, I, or two years, I would have to say that the UFC has probably thrived more than yeah. any other. 100%. You, it, I mean, Dana went through all of that very, very well. Mm-hmm. And the staff, I commend him and his staff, like at the UFC, for what they were able to pull off. Because it was some of the the last two years of UFC fights, regardless of whether fans were there or not, there were some awesome, mm-hmm. awesome fights, awesome mm-hmm. cards. It was, it felt like Christmas year round. And that whole apex, um, you know, facility for them to put on their own events with yeah. like a minimal crowd and things like right. that, like that all spawned from there. Totally, you know, and it's it's a smaller cage. Um, it's probably cheaper to pr- for a production standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. You're just dealing with fighters, teams, and in, in as far as personnel, and it's all your own company personnel, anyways. But you know that's where we got the the fights where you could hear the punches, you could hear the kicks, you could yeah. hear the coaches yelling at the, yeah. their player or their fighters. So you're 100 percent right. He came through that well, and it, you're right. Props to him for. Uh, you know, capitalizing on those opportunities. Yeah. But, I mean, the subject, you know, back to the subject, there was another title fight on that card. <clears throat> Again, no win bonus, um, but it was the challenger who won. Mm-hmm. Davidson for Figueredo, Figueredo yeah. versus Brandon Moreno. And he won less than the guy that lost. Yeah, so Moreno won 200K and, uh, or got 200K. Awarded 200K, yeah. Yep, and, Figueredo was awarded $150,000, no win bonus. And so, and I get it, flyweight's not like as attractive as a Francis and Ganu uh, division. <clears throat> but I think it depends on the person. Hmm? We, um, were all, we were all pretty excited for that fight. I, I think, mean, I know I, we all enjoyed I, it. Well, and here's why people should be excited about that fight, maybe more than in Ganu and in Gan mm-hmm. on, on that card. Because if Figueredo wins, like he did, we're now set up for the first time in UFC history where a championship fight may happen four times. Right. You know, to really like, the first one ended in a majority draw, right? Then Moreno won it, Mm -hmm. right? After a five-round war. Now after this last five-round war, Figgy won it back. Mm -hmm. Now you got to do it again because that first fight was a majority draw and they had to have, when it's majority draw, you have to hand the belt back to the guy that had it before the fight started, which is Figueredo. So, you know, like to me, that was an exciting fight because if Moreno had won, it's probably squashed, right? Yes. 
I mean, maybe yeah, Figueredo gets another shot down the road after he beats somebody up in the division. But these two gentlemen are the guys. They are the dudes for probably the next couple of years in that division. And that's exciting. I mean, who it knows? Is. Maybe they fight five times. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could... Yeah, they could go to a split decision. So and, when you're and talking Brandon about that, like, it, and then it's like there's an argument for Figgy to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So, it's, but I mean, I get the the allure is like you're talking about the heavyweights, right? Yeah. those are the baddest men, the most guys are the dudes. scariest dudes, the most power, you know. Um, technically, or from a technical standpoint, though, you're you know at 125, you're looking at some of the best the fi- best fighters in all of MMA. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, really, still exciting, exciting fights to watch. Yeah, so hell yeah. Um, mark your calendars, folks, for a couple of couple of key dates coming up outside of all the cards we're talking about. Um, looks like we're gonna see an immediate rematch, Uh-oh. but before we see an immediate rematch, we will get Ultimate Fighter Thirty, coached by yours truly, Juliana Pena. And Amanda Nunez, that's, Ultimate Fighter Thirty, dope, dude. Man. So the 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 chicks are gonna get the uh, the teams. Ultimate Fighter Thirty teams. They'll coach and then they'll square off to squash the. Uh, is it a squash it? it well, it's gonna be a women's women's teams, right? I believe. Be. I, I believe so. I don't know that they've officially announced that portion of it yet. Or maybe um, it's maybe it's more maybe it's both too. Maybe it's women and men's. I don't know. I feel yeah. like they could. They could be coaches of anybody. Yeah. Either either of those two women. Yeah. If that race just ended, I won a little bit of money. Oh yeah, Trev had the Clash name. at the Coliseum's official. We have Joey Logano finishing first and my pick, Kyle Bush, finishing second. Awesome. I feel good about that. Nice. I picked one right. And I've that's my first time I've ever bet on NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> That is a small I, track. I, it is a tiny track. And um, yeah, I had thought about Logano a little bit, but I looked at his short track averages before I placed my bets, and they were just kind of okay. Mm-hmm. But it clear, clearly he adapted well with this race. Kyle Busch, though, is a solid short track guy. So yeah. that's why I took him. Okay. Um, anyways, back to uh, back to the episode and... MMA set. So set your dates. Um, I think that that Ultimate Fighter 30 starts, I believe, in May. I'd have to double check that. But uh, something we can look forward to. And then another calendar uh, date. Mark your calendars for Jack Tank Shore to feature on UFC London card in March, March 19th against Tamur Valiav. Yep. I, I forgot to text you when I saw that he got that um got that fight. But yeah, yeah. it's just it's just always exciting to see your pick there. Yeah, man. We'll as we'll, we'll always talk about Jack Tankshore as long as we have this podcast because yeah. he was one of our first MMA pros- prospect profiles that I asked the UFC uh to sign and they ended up signing. Yep. And uh, then they shouted and out he's Trev the, in he's, our podcast. And he's on a, he's a fellow Welshman. My, my heritage is Welsh, so I've got to give it up for a guy that's representing uh, yeah. the country where my grandfather was born. That's dope, man. Hells yeah. You, you want to make a mark? <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Well, shoot, that wraps up our uh, MMA segment. Boom. Uh, we're going to transition into uh, a uh, super week and super weekend with the big game upon us, man. Are we going to talk about our um, 
trust or bust now for related to the NFL? No, we we'll, save prob- that? We'll, okay. we'll probably save that towards the end because there there are some stuff. Cool. We'll, we'll we'll circle back on that though. Obviously, this last weekend were the AFC and NFC championship games. We had the Chiefs and the Bengals in the AFC championship, and the Rams and the Niners, mm-hmm. two divisional rivals for which, the NFC championship. Which was a conflicting game to watch, but you know. Yeah, it, I mean a little bit. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 But Super Bowl Fifty Six is set. The Bengals knocked off the Chiefs. Um, They've done this twice this year where they spotted them 14 or more points. In this last game, they spotted them 18 before they came back and beat them. Joe Cool. Which is never fun if you're the fan of the, the, <laughs> that team. Yeah, it's like, like they, man, why they, do you do they this? have our number. And, of course, on the uh, NFC side of it, the Rams were able to uh, take care of business in a close game against the Niners. Which, you know, the local boy, Cooper Cup, yeah, he, he he was kind of one. Him and Odell, I mm-hmm. think they both had kind of. They were the obviously the playmakers, but um, they big momentum shifts when those those two dudes. Scored. Right, it was just crazy. You kind of felt it. You kind of felt the Niner, yeah, like breakdown once Odell scored, and then Cooper Cup scored on what felt like really easy and easy. Well, and I think it just that game in general. Before I even before it even started, I just told myself look, this game is really going to come down to who makes more mistakes, Matthew Stafford or Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and, and I'm going to put my money on Jimmy Garoppolo making more mistakes. And I, I just and like that, Matt and Stafford. Yeah, and, and, but here's the deal. Matt has had so many times where he's just struggled, you know? Yeah, under and, pressure. Under, under pressure, right? And so it was the, the question was, could he, could he hold that together, you know? long enough throughout the playoffs where he didn't have one of those come apart games where he threw like three picks. Yeah. You know, cause he's, yeah. a, he's a gunslinger, right? Oh, he loves to air it out. Um, and show how powerful the arm is. Yeah. And everything. I mean, but at the end of the day, awesome, right? Awesome story, you know, going from, yeah. going from being with a Detroit team, most of his career where they didn't win. Right. To gets traded to now be playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? Like, what a cool, yeah. what a cool opportunity and story. Um, and, I, you know, his, him and his wife, they've gone through some stuff. She had her health, health stuff going on. Like, yeah. It's, it's just good to see. He's a career dude. He's, he's provided a lot of entertainment for the NFL and for yeah, his fans. Absolutely. And for Detroit, too. Him and Megatron were gangbusters, yeah. dude. They yeah. were so fun to watch. Yeah. 100%. So it should be an awesome, I think it's going to be an awesome Super Bowl. Um, buddy of mine took the Bengals' uh, odds to win the Super Bowl shortly after that Raiders game. Okay. He got them at like 14 to 1, and based on like a 30 or $40 bet, he might pay out like 400 and some dollars. So he's got, he's got the Bengals. He wants the Bengals to win. I think I've never been so conflicted <laughs> in my like life and watching the Super Bowl about who I want to win this game. Obviously, Cooper Cup is the like the hometown kid. Uh, my parents and my sister are both Eastern grads. I went to the national championship with my dad to watch Eastern in like 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so part of me is like I want Cooper Cup to get his Super Bowl. I'd be, be yeah. awesome to see Stafford to get a Super Bowl ring. 
Um, it'd be cool to see as much as polarizing as he is. It'd be cool to see Odell Beckham get a ring after yeah. giving the Browns, you know, yeah. a significant opportunity to put something out around him. You know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. That would be a cool storyline too. And then on the flip side of that, it's like, man, he, we could see history happen on the flip side of that. Um, and what a just, what a just, Interesting team altogether in the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Ah, uh, so fun. I, I to think watch. doubt, uh, arguably doubted in most games. You know, uh, obviously yep. by the odds makers, but just doubted. Um, shoot, Joe Burrow was put on his ass again in that Titans game. You know, the divisional mm-hmm. round mm-hmm. nine times. They sacked him nine or eight or nine times, and that's just. It, to to just overcome that, and it, granted, it was it was a pretty close game and a low scoring one, if that. But still, just the guy's got this sort of. It doesn't really matter mm-hmm. to me, you know. Like I don't care how bad the situation has been or how poorly the game has gone. Like there's this never sort of quit attitude. I. It's a it's a more humble. Well, I don't want to say humble. I don't know if that's the right word, but. It, Reminds me a little bit of Russell Wilson mm. that like there's this never there's this never this fear of like we're gonna lose this game like it just doesn't he's just unfazed it's robotic like to yeah be honest yeah with yeah you. it can come across where people are like oh this guy's just you know yeah. fake or whatever but um I I see what you're saying for sure where they they're and then when they do pull it off and everything it's like well there it is you know they yeah. were there the whole time drinking their own kool-aid already so yeah they believed in themselves and then they pull off amazing amazing feats right so it's it's a fun one i i mean just i i'm i'm excited i think this is a fun super bowl i think fans of the nfl should enjoy the super bowl yeah no absolutely and the halftime show is going to be fire yeah yeah i mean you know like the entire i mean they Dr. Dre's not scheduled to be on stage, but I think Dr. Yeah. Dre's gonna be on stage, man. I hope they play Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they just and they don't they don't edit anything out. Yeah. I'm just joking. I mean, but how what Eminem song do you play where you can't you don't have to edit uh, out? You know. There's so many guest appearances that like aren't you know, they're not on the actual list of artists to perform these days that like you oh Except for last year, that was one on an like outlier where I was like, "That's weird." I would have thought someone would have come out with a weekend that wasn't like the weekend, but it was like the weekend for the entire the whole time. Granted, there was COVID stuff still, kind of like yeah, you know. Control, and he did a good job. Control, yeah, he did. He did an awesome job. So, some interesting facts about this game: uh, both teams are the number four seed from their respective conferences. Boom. Keep, it's the keep low, that in your back pocket. Keep that in your back pocket. Four, like. four is an important number in this game. Okay. Kind of makes you wonder, is four points going to be the deciding the amount? Deficit? The, the deficit, right? Ooh, that's a close seat. They can't kick the field goal to tie it. Yeah, they, they have, have to, to go, score. They have to score to win. Keep that. Keep that uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, keep that thought. Potential... potential uh, Spoiler alert there, guys. <laughs> it's the lowest combined seeded game in Super Bowl history. No way. In Super Bowl history, there has never been two seeds this low. Okay? Dude. So, when one time there was a two and a six okay. for a combined of eight. Well, four and four is less than two mm-hmm. and six, right? Mm-hmm. 
So this is the lowest seeded Super Bowl because it's that between it's the, the two cumulative. It's not C- cumulative. Know, number yeah. two seed is still higher the than a four. Yeah, seed. still the number two seed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. So what, what, that means it's the that first. One? Was that the giant time the Giants went against New England or something? Uh, I believe it was. Um, I think it was a year that Pittsburgh was the two seed. Oh. And maybe. Were the Cardinals a six seed? It was a, it was a year that Pittsburgh was a two seed. I know that. Okay. So that means it's the first time in history that a one, two, or three seed has not made it to the Super Bowl. That's incredible. <sighs> that home field advantage or, or in the playoffs and everything. I mean, that's that does everything. Yeah. So that's testament to that right there. Speaking of home field advantage, this it, Super right. this Super Bowl will be played at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California, right. where the Rams play each and every one of their home games. And didn't that happen recently? Oh, oh yeah, it was last year. It was last year when and the Tampa Bay... how many times had that happened in the history of the Super Bowl? I don't believe it had happened. It never happened. So this this is the second years... time Second time in, in two years that this has happened, folks. Interesting. Will two be a deciding number in the final <laughs> score of the Super Bowl? Well, but the Four and I... two. What does two and two make? Four. Two squared. The number, tw- the number 23. <laughs> what does it all mean? What does it mean? Michael Jordan will be at the halftime show with Eminem. I uh, bet he'll be at the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if you ever thought that the NFL was rigged, like, there you go. There's your evidence. <laughs> but, you know? Oh, that's great. Yeah. So initial thoughts about the game, Corbin. What do you what do you see what do you oh, see happening here? The do Rams you... just have such a nasty defense and when they want to get crazy on the offensive side, Cup just I mean, I obviously they've got to watch Odell, so that allows Cup to just get creative with the routes and it sounds like he's got some of the best um wide receiver uh, or knowledge of the game as a wide receiver since like Jerry Rice, you know, mm-hmm. like he just you hear him talk about it, and it's just X's and O's in ways you don't as an as a fan, and definitely as a casual fan, you have no idea what he's talking about. He could have been an Ivy Leaguer, did you know that? It did not, but yeah, he was accepted to many Ivy League schools. Wow, that is was going wanted to play at Yale. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. was well, uh, it's, it's been working out for him so far, is yeah, yeah, smart kid. Yeah. Smart kid. So uh, that offense is just scary and dynamic. And um, and then that Tyler Higby's their tight end, right? Yeah, but let, then let's not forget about the backfield, dude. Right. They just got Cam Akers back, who put the ball on the ground a couple times in the playoffs. But like, but who hasn't fumbled once or twice? I mean, when he his first game back, he had, what, two touchdowns and 90 yards rushing or right. something like that? Like, like pretty what, good outing for a... Who, Mind you, the guy just six months ago completely tore his Achilles tendon. Most that injury Ooh. in most circumstances, you're not back before a year. Right. So like well, didn't that just happened to Clay, right? I mean, he was out for a solid year. Yeah. Solid year. Kevin Durant, I think he was out for almost two years. It was the doctors called it like an abnormally the way the, the way that he recovered was something they'd never seen before. Hmm. So stem cells. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, but the roids. The ro- <laughs> It was the roids, man. We're not actually speculating about no. makers. and we won't talk steroids. about Barry Bonds on this episode either. Yeah, so. <laughs> baseball is in a weird place right now. Yeah, we'll talk about that next episode. Um, but 
the thing about okay, so Rams, incredible defense, scary offense, and you've got a coach who looks like he does lots of cocaine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just joking. I'm just joking. Sean McVay, he's all right. Since he has proven that his it eyes are matter. intentional, though I know, I know, I know what you mean by what you're saying there. Like they're he's definitely very like point. he like looks like an eagle at times. You're yeah. just like what the. F- yeah, he's maybe. hopping around all the time, and he's telling everybody he loves them and everything. It's just like, all right, bud, do we we get it? Yeah, you're excited. He, he probably does drink a couple cups of coffee each day. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got a, a Starbucks account with you know points accumulating like none other. So I, but I, I think, I think what I'm hoping in my heart happens is since he somehow makes this one of their comeback mir- miracles, and it's just like no freaking way. Yeah, but what I. Th- that's what I hope is happening in my heart. What I think is going to happen is the Rams just kind of steadily eat away. Yeah. And it, it turns into an ass whooping. Yeah. I just think the defense is too good. I mean, Aaron Donald's yeah. Von Miller next to him. It's just, and then Jalen on um, Jamar Chase is going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. Because Jalen Ramsey, he goes around with the number one, right? He, yeah. He well, I mean, like, yeah, that to your point, yeah, they'll be matched up quite a bit. I think what the Bengals will have to do is figure out ways to get Jamar away from Jalen. Okay. Like put him in motion a lot. Because Jalen can't follow him everywhere, every play. That's gonna that creates too many problems in the secondary. Okay. In in my opinion. Now, granted the Rams secondary is pretty solid. Um, but I think that I think that if the Bengals are gonna win this game, they've gotta be a little They've got to adapt and and be a little unconventional with their typical game plan. Okay. Um. Well, while you know you kind of have to stick to some sort of game plan that's already you know got you to the Super Bowl, they're gonna have to probably. I mean, I could see this, the difference in this game coming down to like a trick play here and there, you know, or Ooh, some yeah. you know, yeah, big, um, big turnover, maybe getting you know Jamar Chase on an end around just to free him up to get him in the open field, right? Because uh, Jalen is the best in the business uh, when it comes to defensive backs, and I just I think that he can give Jamar problems, but I think there could be a play here and there where Jamar gets him, you know. And yeah. all it takes is one play. You and, know what I mean? And so, but if I had to, if I had to really, my thought is that this game is really not going to come down to like Cooper Cup, who has the better game, and like Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. Because I think a lot of people probably think, oh, well, if Cooper Cup has the better game, the Rams will win. If Jamar Chase has the better game, you know. Right, and, right. And rightfully so. Maybe you go that way with Stafford and, and Burrow, too. Right. right. If Stafford has a better game, then the Rams win. If Burrow has the better game, then, you know. I actually think that it's going to come down to Odell Beckham Jr. and T. Higgins. Ooh. That's just me. Okay. I think whoever has the better game statistically on that front and that could be if Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase both have incredible games. Yeah, yeah. Not to say that they don't. In, right. In a, I well. think the difference in this game probably comes from between T. Higgins and Odell Beckham Jr. And if it's not there, probably Cam Akers and Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah. You know, both of these teams have incredibly, like they have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. And and defensive side of the ball too. Too for sure. The, the Rams, the, yeah. Trey Hendrickson is in, is super super talented. Super Sam Hubbard. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like the defenses on both these sides of 
now the Rams' defense is a little scarier, but here's what we know. We know that Joe Burrow got sacked umpteen hundred times in that Titans game, and they still were able to win that game. Do we think that the Rams are going to sack Joe Burrow nine times? Do we, like, as fans, as enthusiasts of the sport, is that a, is that a realistic, like, thing to think in that's going to, in the Super Bowl, is going to happen? Maybe four or five. And I would say, yeah, hey, look, yeah. if, if, if the Rams get to Burrow four or five times, then yeah, they're probably going to win the game. Yeah, that's boom. There you go. Like, or they have a better shot and at winning. Who didn't see that coming? Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like then they have a better shot at winning the winning yeah. the game. But I think that it probably comes down, if I had to guess, to who has the better game between Odell Beckham Jr. and T. T. Higgins. Yeah, <clears throat> I I would say as well. Those those guys stack up some numbers right next to their other their other number ones. Like, I mean, T. Higgins, he had some of the crucial plays in that um, Kansas City game to yeah, come back. Uh, dude, he, yeah, they like, I mean, he was on fire. That yeah. was Joe's like go-to target yeah. towards the, like in the entire second half. Yeah. So. So, um, super exciting Super Bowl. Yeah, it'll be cool. There's, there's a lot of great um, storylines for Super Bowl 56. Should be an awesome uh, week of media coverage. Really looking forward to it. You, you got plans to watch it anywhere? Or do Not yet, man. Nope. Um, I, I heard you got the theater set back. We got it back up, you baby. Back up, yeah, yeah, dude, it's so nice. Been watching. The kids want to watch in there all the time now, too. It's just, it's nice. You know, and also the projector, projector it wasn't in use for so long that yeah. I bought it so long ago, it just is holding its value because it's not getting, you know. Used. Which, same weird thing about projectors, you buy a $50 bulb and you replace it and now it's started, it, the, the entire lamp life just started over. So it's just. Right. They're not that bad of an investment if you got space. I mean, we honestly need to put one in here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just At some point, we probably will. Yeah, but I got a finish. I got a kitchen. To you got a little first. thing going yeah, on upstairs. And a baby to have. Yeah, yeah. So you're busy. And then a truck to buy. And, <laughs> yeah, just all that shit. It never ends. It's called. I, it's, they said it was going to be fun being adult. Being an adult. Yeah. They didn't tell me it was going to be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to let everybody listening know about. Uh, a bet that I happened to stumble across when I was doing some research. Okay. If you fancy gambling on the Super Bowl, I know a lot of people do like that square game and it's like, oh, it's five bucks a square or it's 25 bucks a square. If your Super Bowl is like, hey, I bet once a year and I, I bet on the Super Bowl, it's a casual $20 bet with a buddy or 25 bucks. We'll place this three leg parlay player prop bet. I found one where you get plus 600 odds and what has to hit is Trey Hendrickson with one or more sacks, Joe Burrow with two or more passing touchdowns and Jamar Chase with one TD. Dude. Doesn't say it has to be a receiving TD. Could be a rushing TD. Just one TD in general. Plus 600 odds. $25 bet pays out 175. You are netting 150, folks. That's a pretty good payday on a $25 bet. And that's a fun bet to root and, for. And it, not only is it a fun bet to root for, it is a realistic bet. Yeah. The fact that you're getting plus 600 odds on that, yeah. wow. I mean. I'm with you, man. When do you, when, let's go place that bet right now. Uh, going out to the casino on Friday. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll explore what it looks like then. Okay. My guess is that the bet won't pay out as much. 
when we place that because they usually tighten up the ah uh, yeah it'll it'll but yeah i think it's a uh, think it's one we might have to might have to play with oh yeah i'm 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 about it man i'm about it from one uh, professional sports league to another transitioning from the nfl to the nba shoot almost to the all-star break right yep yep the teams have been decided the teams have been decided we'll talk about this in a little bit but the slam dunk contest has some entrance it's gonna be fun they haven't announced who's gonna be in the three-point contest yet which is a little frustrating i'm like that's only like two weeks away come on guys oh yeah weird we're watching, we got a game on in the background right now, actually. Hawks and uh, Mavs. Yeah. Trey Young and Luca just squaring off. Yeah, some nice. Uh, Trey's got, Trey's had Western some, Conference teams. Trey's had some hard time shooting beyond the uh, arc tonight. Yeah, and the Hawks are not, I mean, neither of these teams are doing as good as I think their momentum was early in the season or last year. Um, well, Dallas is arguing. Interestingly, interestingly enough, I think they're only like uh, in sixth. Are they in sixth? Yeah, they're thir- or they're fifth in the West. They're fifth. Yeah, Atlanta back is is in tenth right now. Yeah, and they went to the conference finals last year, didn't they? Yeah, my my bad. I'm, yeah. Um, which was one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit in this segment is just how much the West has dropped off. With two season, two years ago when we started this podcast, the West was the best. No question. Had the most talent, top to bottom. And it had been that way for a while. And it had been that way for a while. Yeah, I mean, there was the, the top six teams. You were like, man, realistically, any one of these teams could maybe win the conference. Maybe it was closer to like four teams, but like the top six were just very, very solid. Yeah, we're killers. And and it was tight, right? The race was tight. Um, it drops off significantly after the top three. The fourth team in the West is ten and a half games back from Phoenix. And do you know what that looks like on the eastern side of the NBA in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it's it. a lot tighter, man. A lot tighter. The top eight are f- what four games back, right? The the, the team that is in eighth ninth, right now, ninth. Honestly, oh yeah, top eight four games back. But I mean, four or less. Back. Yeah, that's substantially different. Or is it five? Maybe it's five games. It's back. four and a half. It says right here. Oh, okay, so one game must have just finished up then. Um, since I last looked at it, because I think it was five earlier today. Yeah, that's crazy to me, man. Mm-hmm. The East has now become the conference. Mm-hmm. So, with it, that being which, said... They've got less wins, though, let's just say. Uh, uh, looking at the standings right now, they're the, the West, their number four team, would be a game or two behind the first seed, you know, in the East. Say that again. So, I'm um, just saying that the number one seed in the East, the most wins they've got is 34, and they're all really close, 34, 33, 33, 32. But in the West, I mean, you've got Phoenix, Golden State, and Memphis with a minimum of 37, you know? Right. So that's all I'm saying. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. The West is, like, their their top five is real But good. But go down to, like, the, the, number eight, the number eight team in the East right now. What's their record? Right. You're right. 
30, 30 and 25, which is the sixth. It's better than the sixth. It's tied for fifth in the West right now. So, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying total wins. I think it's com- more competitive. Um, like In the East? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, not that the All-Star game really means anything, but be interesting to see if the East wins the All-Star game. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, that'd be an interesting little, and I think like. And then also, like, this whole extension of the playoffs that the NBA started here, what, like a season or two ago? Right. Maybe that's garbage. I see at least three or four teams being 500 or worse. When it comes to be playoff time, at least in the West. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are we rewarding teams that can't even win more games than they lose? Yeah. Or yeah. giving them an opportunity to really screw up the entire playoffs. Yeah, you can't do that. So it'd be interesting if they go away from it. I'm just kind of curious to see how the season ends. And there's still a lot of season left, but. It was one thing I was noticing just with the NBA standings in general. I was like, wow. Little, little the, interesting. The, the East is, seems like it might have regained its prominence that it once mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or shifting that way. Showing signs of shifting that way. I mean, pretty much every matchup is fun in the East. If you see Boston, Cleveland, or Philly, obviously Milwaukee, Chicago right now. And it's nice to see Miami up there at number one. I mean, it's tight. It's really tight. They're only a half game ahead, but fun conference. Whereas the West is fun as well. Like, you can't not have fun watching Memphis right now, Golden State. Phoenix is just, they just look dominant. Um, and then Utah, Dallas, and Denver right there in the wings. You know, like you said, they're quite a bit behind. Jumps to ten and a half games behind. But... Uh, it's crazy. It'll be interesting. Wonder what happens to the Lakers. Well, yeah, and I mean, even the worst team in the NBA is making the Lakers look silly. Watch this clip right here of Jalen Suggs. This is a move that he put on LeBron last night. Whoop, little no look. Oh, LeBron, where are you going, bro? Whiffed, dude. Woo! <laughs> changing of the guard? Is it changing of the guard, dude? <laughs> Is that what we're witnessing? Was that a pun? <laughs> Man, even the even the uh, Orlando Magic are making the Lakers look silly. Yeah. That. I'm pretty sure the Lakers won that game, but regardless. Slam dunk contest should be uh, exciting. Yeah, what do we got here? We've got, um, they've announced at least four of the participants. I don't know if they're going more than four. I think it's. Just these four at this point, but Obi Toppin, he's been in it before, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Jalen Green, uh, Cole Anthony, and then the Warriors, one and only Juan Toscano Anderson, who is my pick to win it. Okay. But uh, yeah, that yeah. should be an exciting. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully, someone jumps here. over like a. F three fifty, just a Chevy, like you yeah, know. some sort of motorcycle, <laughs> um, a semi truck, yeah. And now for a long bed trailer, uh, we've turned we 
not only have we turned the dunk contest into a, uh, well, I don't know where I was going with that. I kind of lost my train of thought. Right. But I was ma- mainly we, just thinking of parkour that. that entire time. Like, yeah, how they could turn it into like a parkour event. Yeah, how they could, it's it's no longer about the dunk. It's about the, the path to the dunk. Yeah. Yeah. It was saying here in this article you linked that Toppin's the only one with dunk dunk contest experience. Yeah, so. yeah, I know he's been in it before. That's cool. You got. Some I new... think he almost won it, or is he? Yeah, he lost. He lost to the the last year's Anthony Simmons. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But and uh, he, I believe he was the favorite to win it, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But okay, I think Toscano Anderson's got something up his sleeve. All right. All right, all right. I mean, other than other than the Grizzlies, dude, I'm trying to watch as many games as I can. But I, what I've seen is just what I see in the standings. You know, mm-hmm. last game I watched before, uh, what did I watch last night? It was, it was the Grizzlies versus not last night, but recently the Grizzlies versus the Knicks, I think. And then I watched Portland or not Portland. Um, excuse me, Phoenix. Phx. Uh, yeah. Phoenix uh, dispatched somebody before that, so it's just like that's the that reflects the standings, doesn't it? You know. Yeah. Yep. The Warriors and Suns continue to be the hottest team in basketball. I believe they're both nine and one in their last ten. So yeah, it uh, appears to be them at the top. Memphis is kind of knocking on the door a little bit. Yep. They're, they're uh, depth wise, competitive I, team. Yeah, they're a competitive team. I don't know, like depth wise, if they're going to be able to hang with either one of those teams right. in a playoff series. But, um, yeah, it's, we'll see, it's, right? it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, I just, when I looked at the standings and saw, man, the fourth best team is 10 and a half back. Like, no one's coming back from 10 and a half back. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And Which I guess, do, I guess if you're like eighth in, in, <laughs> eighth in the Western Conference, you're probably like, we got hope to be fourth. Yeah. We just have to catch them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? So, anyways. And, you know, then they get get in the playoffs and eliminate some, you know, get into past the uh, divisional round or something like that. Like, it's, things can happen. You can push together. But we'll see. Oh, man. Then you're going to play the Warriors. Matt Barnes' is, Matt Barnes's suit was on point, dude. It was, like, plaid. But, like, pretty cool plaid. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anyways. Nice. From our NBA segment to our newest segment as of 2022, our Trust or Bust. Trust or Bust. As a reminder, Trust or Bust is a series of questions where Corbin and I will either trust or bust. That's what I was talking about, man. Look at Matt Barnes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that suits Oh, yeah. Trust or Bust. Um, we started this segment with our first episode of 2022. Uh, we're going to circle back on some of those questions. A couple of them have not come to fruition yet, so we're going to be better sure. about picking questions that will likely happen uh, before the next episode is released Yeah. so that we can be a little better about that. Yeah. Um, so far, one of, my, so. one of the questions uh, is coming to fruition. Doesn't mean it will completely, but we'll get to that here in a few. Uh, on the last segment, or our last episode, episode 25, um, our first question was, the Green Bay Packers will host the NFC Championship game. Corbin busted that 
and said he thought Tampa Bay was going to be there. You were wrong. Wrong. But you busted, and so you were right overall. Correct. Yep. Boom. I said ding, bust ding. and uh, said L.A. will host. No ding, either. ding, ding. And I got ding, ding, ding on that. So. Correct. Congrats. Bubba. We both got it right. Um, we probably just shouldn't have said who we thought we were going to be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or make it a double bust or something like that. You know what I mean? Correct. Double bust. Bonus bust. Bonus bust. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you were going with that, you sick son of a bitch. Um, uh, this is a family show, folks. <laughs> uh, second question was, Norway will take home the most medals at the 2022 Winter Olympics. Uh, so far, they are leading the medal count. Holy shnikes. So, nice. Uh, but they were also the favorites to do that. So okay. I, I just went with the favorites. But you're in line with your I, trust I trusted call. that. I, yeah, I think you probably just said trust too, but you didn't write it down. So okay. we'll, just we'll, we'll give it that. to you. Cool. Um, we'll find cool. out here on the next episode. And we'll circle back on that. The uh, MLB lockout will end prior to the start of spring training was question number three. Corbin trusted that. Uh, I busted that statement. So far, that hasn't happened either, but based on what I've read, it sounds like it will not start, the spring training will not start on time. So, oh, okay. Um, so you're going to hit that one. Potentially. We'll see. We will see. We've okay. got a few weeks to. That, that might be the um, deciding factor. Yeah. Yeah, because we both got the next question wrong. Brandon mm-hmm. Moreno will successfully defend the flyweight title on January 22nd versus Davidson Figueredo. No. Corbin trusted that. I also trusted that. We were both incorrect. Congratulations to Davidson Figueredo on mm-hmm. his well fought. Re- well fought and regaining the title. Uh, like we talked about earlier in the episode, it should be an exciting uh, time for that uh, matchup just in general, general because that will likely happen again, and I would believe pretty soon, maybe even before the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call, actually. So, oh, yeah. Um, last question was the AFC will be represented by in the Super Bowl by a team seated three through seven. We are correct there in that the Cincinnati Bengals are seated fourth. So we both trusted that statement and we're correct. That just shows to our like prowess as <laughs> analyze analyze. <laughs> you can't and, even fucking talk. Yeah. I, I, I think you should just Mail it in on this Stop one. Stop that one. Okay, well, well. It just shows our enthusiasm. I'll talk some Enth- shit later. <laughs> enthusiasm. <laughs> but you know where I was going with yeah, that. Yeah, I know where you were going we with knew, that. We knew, we knew. We knew, we knew, we knew. I got uh, some new ones, though, dude. I'm excited. Yeah, we got some, we, we have some new ones. So for episode 26, folks, we'll kick off our trust or bust segment with this first question. Islam Makachev will finish Benil Darush at UFC Fight Night February 26th. I didn't read these before the episode. That's a freaking fantastic one. Oh, Corbin, oh my goodness. Corbin, are you going to trust or bust that? Oh, I'm going to bust it. Bust. Because I think it's Benil going to, can take him. Is that a main eventer? So here's the, here, it is a main eventer. Oh, so it's five rounds. It's five rounds. And here's, the, here's what you have to consider here is the, the question is, will he finish Benil Darush? Right, right. I... I don't know, because Benil is so flipping tough. I could see that dragging out to just like a five-round decision. And it might be a brutal decision, like heavy-handed to Islam, but I don't know. I'm going to bust it. I'm going to bust it. Okay. You want, I, I'll, I'll I, write it in. I, I just did. Okay, cool. Um, I, I am also going to bust that. Okay. Um, oh, nice. Because I think that it can go five rounds as well. Okay, cool. 
Um, I'll answer this next question first, just so you're not like you know swayed one way or the other. Okay. A Cincinnati Bengal will win MVP of Super Bowl Fifty Six. Holy shnikes. So if it turns into a gunslinging contest in it, then they'll just give it to one of the quarterbacks, whoever wins, right? Like if it's like 40-40 or something like that. Or, you know, ah, but that's tough. Yeah, I'm going to bust it. You're going to bust it, all right? I'm going to bust it. Because you're, if you're picking to trust it, you're kind of picking the Bengals to win. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like when's the last time? I don't think there's ever been a Super Bowl where the MVP yeah. was on a losing team. But I mean, like, you could pick MVP on the. Uh, no, I know what you mean. I just, I don't know who they would. I don't know who it would be on the Bengals, and so I'm kind of picking them to have the like, the breakout game to win the Super Bowl. It's a tough one. I'm going to trust it because I am going to pick the Bengals okay. in general for the okay. Super Bowl. All right. Corbin Trust, Trevor Buss. Um, question number three. Sean White will earn an Olympic gold medal in men's halfpipe. Holy shnikes. I, th- I feel like I, I'm out of touch with the news on this dude, but I feel like he's had a resurgence in some of his activity, but dude's getting old. I don't know, man. I'm going to trust it. Okay. Corbin trusts it. Um, I I just don't see, like, this This is one of those scenarios where um, I don't see how he doesn't win gold. Okay. It, there's just, I mean, he's retiring. He has nothing, and he's never had anything to lose when he's out there, right? Mm-hmm. But this is one of those scenarios where it's like, dude, I don't have anything to lose here. I'm retiring. This is it. This is my last chance. And when you know that internally, and you've been the best your entire life, it's kind of like Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Last year, like, there's yeah. just, you can't ever doubt the guy. So that's why I'm going to trust it as well. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you got to look real quick. Question number four is an interesting one for, uh, for uh, Corbin and I being Washington State University graduates. I thought it was fitting since March Madness is right around the corner. The WSU men's and women's basketball teams will both earn seeds to the NCAA tournament. Uh, FYI, the, Cougar, the men's team is hot right now. I hot, believe hot. they've won six straight Pac-12 games. And, Holy and sit in fifth, I believe, in in the Pac-12 standings. Okay. UW has actually been playing pretty well, from what I understand, too. But yeah, man, Kyle Smith's got the Cougs, the men's men's program rolling, and the the WSU women, I believe, are fourth, if I'm not mistaken, in the Pac-12. Yeah. So they. So what does that and mean? And typically can... speaking, the Pac-12 historically has always gotten about five to six teams in. Okay. That was at least on the question. men's, at least on the men's side. Yeah, it's like um, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on the women's yeah. opportunities. You know? I'm, not, I'm not so sure on the. Dude, women. I'm gonna trust it, dude. I'm an alum. We got I gotta. Yeah, trust we, it. I mean, we would be, we would be stupid not to trust it, right? So we're gonna trust yeah. that together. I like that. Um, if there was a question out of all of them that we go down together on, it's probably that one. Yeah, exactly. 
Nothing to lose on that one. And our final question of the Trust or Bust segment for episode 26. Chad Money Mendez will be victorious in his BKFC debut on February 22nd. Who's he fighting? I don't know. <laughs> okay, let me look that up. I did, know, I, um, I did know, but um, I don't know much about the guy. It's their biggest event ever. Hollywood, California. Yeah. Who we got? Who we got? Who better than to put Chad Money Mendez on that card? Fomez. I don't know, but he's got neck tats. Um, damn, man. I'm going to say yes. Or no, I'm going to bust this one. Okay. I'm going to bust this one. I'm trusting it because Chad okay. Money Mendez is my boy. Yeah, yep. All right. He cool. always has been. Always and we've got to disagree on a couple of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And I have seen him training, and he looks f***ing shredded, dude. Okay. Like, I would be... His boxing looks great, too. Like, he's and been working... That's all he's got to worry about. His, that's all he's been working on, too. Like, he hasn't been working on ground games. To, yeah, like, I'm sure he's going to have some mitts after it's all said and done. But, yeah. you know, I'm hoping he just goes out there and powders the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's our uh, trust or bust segment. We'll uh, circle back on that next episode. See which ones yeah. we got right, that's what like we got the wrong. Greatest freaking segment we've ever come up with, and we've come up with like a half dozen. <laughs> so from that, we'll transition into our final segment of the episode. Uh, it's crazy to think it's already been, it's gone, come and gone. We're like near the end mm-hmm. of this episode. I know it was it was a good one. It's a fast one. But I think that's what's nice about like keeping on them a little more, doing them a little more consistent, is that they don't need to be quite so long. You totally. Know? We're checking in more often. Absolutely. Uh, so walk-offs. You had one that was pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah. You should, you should yeah. uh, share that with the uh Well, Trev and listeners. I, we, we have a fascination with the number two, right? We do. Yeah, it's we your do. favorite number. It's my favorite number. I've always, it starts with Gary Payton, and then it's evolved into just two on, on its own. But... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Desmond Bain for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, he wears the number twenty-two, so that's an important number to him. And we can get into you know two being its own square and root, and also the only even prime number and lots of stuff. Um, but he shot a f-ing awful twenty-two point two percent field goal percentage. He had a stat line of two fouls. Two turnovers, <laughs> two steals, two blocks. I think his field goal percentage, like, or something, something added up to 22. Oh, yeah. He was four for, <laughs> four for 18. Yeah, four for eight. Yeah, so his, 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 his 22% field goal percentage, four for 18, adds, yeah, adds up to 22, mm-hmm. the number 22 yep. as well. And he all, d- did this all on Tuesday. February 2nd, 2022. So 2222. Yeah. 20, two, two, <laughs> yeah. On so a Tuesday. He, yeah. They, the headline was it was kind of creepy, but it was obviously intentional. And okay, here you go. Two assists, two steals, two blocks, two turnovers, two personal fouls. And he wears number 22. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a goofy one. It's a goofy walk off. But to pull that off, knowing that it was intentional, you know, only two fouls, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It's fun. That's a walk-off. That's a walk-off, man. I mean, in the weirdest way, that's a walk-off. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, well, one of my walk-offs for this episode is, is uh, Mr. Joe Burrow himself. 
uh, first QB to have a chance at a triple crown. Uh, when I say triple crown, a Heisman, national championship, and Super Bowl. There have been a couple of quarterbacks that have played in one, a national championship and a Super Bowl. Uh, oddly enough, a couple that come to mind have the name Joe, Joe Namath and Joe Montana, but neither one of them were Heisman winners. Pretty cool, pretty cool opportunity all happening within a three-year period of time. This is after like Joe Burrow's story is just so phenomenal. Like sat on the bench for three years at Ohio State before transferring to LSU to win a national championship, having arguably one of the best years statistically as a quarterback in college football history, to get drafted by the Bengals, tear his ACL, Ugh, arguably come, comeback player of the year, getting his team to a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just ice in his veins. There's never a doubt with this guy that they have a chance to win. Yep. Um, and so for that reason alone, and if he pulls it off, that's the first time in history that a quarterback's ever done that. That's pretty... That's, that's pretty, a freaking walk off. That'll be another walk off for sure on our next episode. I can guarantee you. Yeah, that. yeah. But this, his story alone is a walk off, folks. Uh, Joe Burrow is our our second walk off of episode twenty six. I'm watching your next walk off. Oh yeah. Do you want hey, do you want to watch it again? Should we watch it again? She she dude she went ham on this run, man. Dude, it's incredible. So our third and final walk off of the episode goes out to Julia Marino and her silver medal in slope-style snowboarding. To put it into perspective, folks, Juliana Marino in 2018 finished 11th in slope-style and 10th in big air. This was a huge upset and obviously, you know, didn't come up with a gold medal, but like this silver medal run was absolutely insane and became the first person for the United States to medal at the Beijing Winter Olympics in 2022. So, dude, uh, we just watched this run while I announced all of this. It was an insane run. Go check it out. The highlights are incredible. I think she scored like an 87 point. Yeah. You know, six. 900, 900, 1080. Yeah. Yeah. She went three, three tricks. She, she went big, dude. It was incredible. Yeah. And we were watching this um, live. Last night, and it's just, just stomped it, dude. Just perfect. There, and and all of the gals in this event were freaking amazing. But I mean, that kind of jump, tenth tenth seed to, yeah. Silver. I mean, in in just a short four period four years, like and it's the number two back again, dude. Yeah, and the number two, coming back again, right? Like, yeah. meaningful again. The number two. So, Julia, uh. Congratulations on your silver medal and representing the USA with our first medal at Beijing. Um, that's a walk-off, folks. That's a walk-off, folks. Hell yeah. Well, shoot, it's been an awesome uh, awesome episode. Hell yeah, man. Always enjoy doing this with you. Fighters and Tigers and Fighters Rams. and Tigers and Rams, oh my. Oh episode my. 26, Making the Cut with Corbin Trev. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, Twitter. We don't Twitter have a Facebook, Instagram, yeah. yeah. Facebook, man. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Facebook, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm we kidding. don't know don't... boomers listen to our show anyway. <laughs> I don't really mean that. I use Facebook daily, so that was just like a. You this know. is just fun to say. It was just fun to say. Yeah. 
kind of stupid. That's all right. Whatever. It's cool. We say stupid shit all the time. Yeah, we do. My mic wasn't running cold that whole time with these headphones. I just need to get a new headphone splicer. Yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been real, man. We'll catch you on the flip side. Everybody stay safe out there. We'll we'll catch you in March. Uh, tune in to all the MMA. Super Bowl. S- Super Bowl. Watch, uh, watch the, the NBA as it closes out. Yeah, we'll have uh, a lot more to talk about as we head into March with March Madness picking yep, up. That'll be fun. Gonzaga Bulldog basketball being hometown to us. And yeah, uh, yeah. everybody uh, stay safe out there. We'll catch you on the flip side. All right. Take care. Peace. Peace.